0: Welcome to the Emo Social Club Podcast, broadcasting to you live. From emo social club.tv. I am Brian.
1: And I'm Lizzie.
0: This is the Emo Social Club as a podcast. So we are all friends. You're here, you're a friend. And this is us talking on a podcast about music and friendship. I think it makes sense. I don't know if I I have to explain what the Emo Social Club podcast is, but that's what it is, you know?
1: If you're new here, uh, you're in for a good time. Yeah.
0: Come. We're not gonna
1: uh, sell you anything crazy. We're just gonna tell you stuff at the not, top and then you're gonna listen.
0: Not at the first time you join us. But eventually, yeah. Yeah. Just prepare. <laughs> <laughs> uh this episode is with our friend TJ of Oslo, uh, formerly of the band Sleep on It. Friends of the Pod. And uh and and TJ has also been a friend of the pod for a while. So we got him on for his new project oslo and uh yeah it's just 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 old friends just hanging out just people who know each other just talking about stuff they know uh we talked a bit about like producing at home and making your own music at home during the pandemic and uh you know just feeling a little melancholy feeling a little if i may emo and then i wow, uh, just wanted to make crazy. some music about it
1: i can't believe you brought it back around like that can you besties
0: so we're gonna get into that in a second here before we do uh if you are a fan of what we've said so far and if you think that you'll be a fan of the rest of it and when you are a fan of everything being said on this podcast we have a way of you telling us that and the way of telling us that is a review and uh, a little, little five-star little review over there on any of your favorite or uh, least favorite podcasting apps. Uh, words, very nice. Five stars, incredible.
1: All of them, top tier.
0: Now, if you want to be our favorite emo social club, you want to be able to reach the highest echelons of emo <laughs> social club arenas, you're going to leave that five star. You're going to leave a nice comment. And when you do, you're going to join us over on one of our many fine social media conglomerates. Perhaps, perhaps you're feeling a little bit of that, them tweets. Maybe you want to tweet us and be like, hey, gave you them five stars. Well, that's X emo social club X. And maybe so you're on like, TikTok. It's the same. You want to dance. Yeah. Maybe you're like, let me do a, a, a dance lip sync a to the podcast.
1: Say they interview these people. Go check them out. That'd be cool. If someone does yeah. do that, like tag us because I'll stitch it.
0: Please. Uh, we would love that. And uh, perhaps maybe you're like, man, I don't even know about all that, that TikTokerness or that tweetily do. So I'm going to go check them out on the Instagrams. And uh, we're just at Emo Social Club over there. And so you can follow us just at, at, at any of the places. Uh, Facebook is, a, is an app.
1: It's just there. It just posts the same exact thing you get on Instagram. So,
0: but it does. And we, I think we can all agree. Uh, it does exist.
1: Yeah. That's a fact that
0: going for it. Uh, if you're on any of those social medias, you may have seen, we got a lot of fun stuff coming up, uh, for the summer. It's, it's going to be a sad, sad, sad summer oh um,
1: yeah like the next like four weeks basically we, we like, got some sad sad stuff for you
0: yeah now we're recording this before some of it so you're not gonna be able to join us at the emo brunch that we're doing this weekend but
1: it was very uh, last minute besties we're so sorry
0: yeah I'm also sorry she called you besties but we <laughs> will be doing it hopefully again next month but you'll have to follow us to find out uh, but you can also catch us over on a boat
1: I'm on a boat bitch <laughs> <laughs>
0: We're going to be on uh, the Emotions Lake Michigan cruise, fireworks cruise on July 1st. Uh, it's us, our friend Ethan from Emoverse Pop Punk, our friend James Zaremski from I Am Raven Knight. Which just Raven Knight, but I like this. You like to What's make it more that? dramatic. Yeah. It's more dramatic. James Raven Knight. <laughs> uh, we'll also have Bob Morris, singer of The Hush Sound, joining us as a little little guest on the boat as well. So uh, it'll be a fun time. We're going straight from there over to uh, emo night LA where our good pod friends in Christ rematch Alex and Mike of rematch uh, will be holding down the, uh, the bottom floor for us. We'll be joining them and partying with them. They got a show coming up and we just wanted to, you know, promote them and promote that. And we just obviously love all of their stuff and, uh, we get songs leaked to us whenever we just go you got to give us that song and like
1: and they get a b- give it to us immediately and like, can we you tell you they're bangers
0: how are you so good just period how are you so good with the i'll know that they listen to this podcast They're like why are you just like telling us how good we us are before because you start they talking. are yeah they're just very we're good. not even
1: talking. you know what also is also very good as well we always support the chicago homies i
0: mean we support everybody Rematch and Oslo and and all of our Chicago homies are very talented. Rematch just blows my fucking mind because every time they leak a song to us, they're just modest and they're just friendly. And it's just like I don't know, we're just like doing our best, and it's like, uh, so yeah, come and check us out. That's our next event. It'll be up this Friday. Uh, we have other this stuff Friday, July first. Yeah. Uh, we also have some other stuff. So, uh, come join us on a boat. Come join us on the Chicago land. Uh, you can get tickets to both in our uh, pod notes, pod description, any of our social medias. Uh You can get tickets to any of our upcoming events as we announce them. A lot of cool stuff coming up, though. And uh, yeah, we, just, we just like you. We think you're cool, and we want to hang out with you.
1: Yeah, just come and hang. We're very nice. We enjoy the, the vibes.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: As Ryan slowly sips his beer.
0: I'm a real slow sipper on the sea. I'm a I'm a, I'm a well-known uh, slow sipper.
1: Wow, that alliteration, bestie. Cut
0: all of this out. Just cut this entire part of it out. <laughs> um, in fact, cut out everything I said. Only put in what you say. Wow, that's great. <laughs> cut out everything yeah. I said. Uh, well, yeah, that's uh, that's where you can find us, and that's where you can keep up with us. But uh, let's just you know, we are keeping our we're keeping you. Yeah. i keeping ourselves away from our conversation with TJ, and uh we we got to stop doing that. So here is our conversation with TJ of Oslo. Lizzie, do not answer that question sure? in the chat. <laughs> Who would win in a fight, Brian or Pete Davidson? No one. <laughs> Nobody wins. Welcome to the Emo Social Club podcast broadcasting to you live from EmoSocialClub.tv. TV. I am Brian
1: and I'm Lizzie and we're here this evening with our new friend. Well, been around friend Oslo, better known as TJ. (laughs) Thank you so much for hanging out with us this evening.
2: Hey guys. Thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm very happy to be here.
0: We've been friends for a while. We're not new friends. We've, we're on the Chicago area. It's a very tight knit scene. Uh, But why don't you uh, tell us about this project you're doing Oslo and tell us about yourself and yeah, just give us a little, give us a little rundown. Let's just, just learn about just TJ.
2: <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I love talking about myself. Um, <laughs> so uh, the project uh, kind of started a few years ago, even before the pandemic. It's just kind of um, an idea, a concept. I had these songs that I was writing and didn't really fit with like uh, my previous band. And um, it was just kind of like a, a side of music that I really like and and influenced by that I wanted to explore. So I kind of started writing some of these songs. The Genesis was like, you know, five or six years ago. Um, always kind of with like the intention of wanting to do a solo something. Um and then the pandemic hit and I kind of just saw it as an opportunity to uh, learn more about the like production engineering side of music which I've always been interested in but I never really had any time to sit down and learn um, just on tour all the time for a few years. So <clears throat> yeah when the pandemic hit I just sort of dove in and um, I started teaching myself the like more technical side so that I could get to a point where I could record my own music and have it sound good and competitive and whatever um and at the same time started writing more for with a solo album in mind um so the album kind of it tells a story of that year 2020 and just how crazy everything was um and then i kind of finished writing and recording it like uh You know, maybe like almost a year ago, but I just felt like I wasn't at the uh, point where I could fix it to how I wanted it to sound. So um, I kind of just took my time with it and I've just started, you know, practicing and learning more and um, finally got to a point where I was happy with everything. So, um, yeah, that's
0: that's sort of the gist. Now's the time post pandemic. Mm-hmm. It's like it's time. Let's put it out to make it happen. Mm-hmm.
1: Would you ever consider like touring on it? Cause I know this is obviously like a new side project, but especially now that we're kind of out in the open, would that be something you would ever consider?
2: I would be open to it, but it was definitely written. Like not with a live show in mind. Um, even like, there's different tunings in all the songs and you know, some of it is more like full band. Some of it is really stripped down. So I'm not exactly sure what that would look like, but at least to, to play a show or a couple of shows I think would be pretty fun. I would just have to figure out how to make that work.
0: (laughs) Find more people to play behind you. And yeah, Uh, it's interesting to go from being in a band for so long and then, Like, I've always been curious when bands in the back in the day, like said, oh, we're going to have this band. But like, I want to do my solo project. And they like start doing like uh, like their own thing outside of it. And it's like, but this is basically like the same thing. But obviously you're 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 doing something different. And it's something that's like you're expressing for yourself. Uh, Like, what is the main thing? You feel like is different between like playing in a band, playing with other people, and writing for yourself and writing your own project?
2: Um I don't really like singing, or maybe I just don't like how my voice sounds. (laughs) Um so that was like a weird thing. And even like, you know, with sleep on it, I I sang backup and stuff, but um yeah, to be sort of at the forefront. Never considered myself a singer, but I felt like I had these things that I wanted to say and these songs that I felt like only, you know, that I would be able to express. So, um, that was like a, it was a weird thing. And it was, it was very much just me from start to finish, but I I wanted to challenge myself that way. So it was, it was kind of isolating, but I think that's like really the vibe of the record and what it's about. So I feel like it kind of captured that. Um, yeah, it's, I think, I just wanted something to, um, I wanted that sort of therapy, I guess, that sort of, like, catharsis, um, to be like, yeah, I did this, you know, uh, whatever happens with it is, is cool, but it was like, I had to prove something to myself. Hmm.
1: Just the fact that you were able to sit down and, like, put things together and be like, hey, this works. <laughs>
2: Right, yeah, and you know, I've I've been writing songs for a long time, but um, to first of all, just not have anybody else, um, but also to be the one like recording it and like mixing it and approaching it from like a analytical, like technical side, um, it was it was definitely a different experience, but it was cool.
1: Are you hoping to turn up during the July Fourth weekend? Maybe with some cake by the ocean. Cake by the ocean huh? No, we're gonna be on like Michigan instead. You know, the Chicago way. We're stoked to say that we're DJing the Emotions Cruise by Oris Presents on Friday, July 1st. We'll be there DJing with you along with some other Chicago friends and a yet-to-be-announced special guest. Tickets start at $45, and we hope to see you there as we set sail on the Anita D2. You can find more info over on BucketListers.com, and just search Auris Presents. That's A-U-R-I-S Presents. We'll see you on the waters, and make sure you're ready for some fireworks. And with this, because um, your main single office, Loma Prieta, if we're all saying that, right, we were all talking about this beforehand, so we made sure we didn't screw it up. But if somebody yells at no, us... No, we're okay. saying it right. Okay.
0: However um, we say it is correct.
1: But it, it's about you feeling like a disaster. And this is obviously like a much heavier album. And like you said, it's like a catharsis. Can you tell us like what went into producing one, the single, and then some of these other um, tracks that are on this album?
2: For sure. I think when I started writing, uh, it was... Uh, just, just like me and an acoustic guitar, so a lot of like the really stripped down stuff was like what I was writing first. And as it went on, I started doing more like full band production. So Loma Prieta was like one of the last songs that I did. Um, so to to do like a a song with like drums and bass and like a whole production was a bit more involved, but I really loved doing that. Um, and as far as like that song. Uh, it kind of just started with like a little voice memo Just like humming the the Melody for the chorus And sometimes it, you just get like That one line or that one lyric And it sort of just guides the ship of What the song is going to be about And I had like uh, That I'm a hurricane that just that line And I It was like The vision for the whole song was just there With just that like one line and that one melody Um what I wanted it to be about the vibe. Sometimes all it takes is just kind of getting that one little like nugget of an idea.
0: An idea nugget, if you will. <laughs> um, This hey, is on the new, your LP, your album, which just came out. So if you're, if you're here listening to this right now, it's out. So you can go listen to it. Uh, great places. So You know, let's just plug it. Let's just make sure everybody goes and listens to it. Thousand streams on each song today. Go straight from this podcast to just running it up.
1: Or do the double listening thing that I do and just put in the background while you're listening to this. No, that's
0: madness. That's madness. (laughs) Like Lizzie will have like audio playing while editing audio. I'm like, how? First of all, how how i did myself. your brain? When you
1: work in a newsroom and you just have people yelling at you, you have audio coming in, and then you have to watch the news also to make sure it's all good. You learn.
2: That's impressive, though, for real. Like, mm-hmm. I when I'm like mixing here, if my fan is on, I can't focus. Like, <laughs> you know, it's like, it's yeah, you do kind of have to like train yourself a little bit. So I'm impressed.
1: Yeah, it's definitely like you have to train your ear. Like it's like same thing with like editing like just like audio in general i get sent in like shows to edit and a lot of my coworkers will listen without um their headphones plugged in anymore because they've trained themselves to be able to hear like echoes without it just like being through which is wild to me i am not there yet but they know how to like edit it without being plugged in it's just like out on their speakers wow
0: this is it see this is where because I'm 104 years old, I go, all well, these kids today, they go, he's got to be watching something or the YouTubes and the, the musics and all their Spotify has got to be on all at the same time. You can't just, you know, enjoy the one thing. And I'm like, well, I do get it for like creating, you know, working and, and making something that has audio and sound. But I'm also like, yeah, isn't there just a little bit of like that, that ADHD brain where you're just like, I need to focus on like four things to get anything done. Yeah, it can be overstimulation for sure. And I think they say like the brain can only focus
2: on a couple of things at a time. Um, But uh, I don't know, maybe just because I'm a millennial, but (laughs) I uh, I, like don't. Yeah, I don't like the distractions and I'm guilty of it of like even when I'm working, being on my phone, you know, and it's like Mm -hmm. I need to like consciously like put my phone away or consciously like turn shit off and just not be distracted, um, especially when it's, like, time to write or whatever.
0: It's this weird balancing act of, like, I want to be doing the thing that I love, but what if I get a really important email? Or what if a friend texts me? Or what if, like, all of a sudden I'm blowing up on Twitter or something like that? It's, like, there's all these different parts of it where it's, like, but what if i what if that happens i can't just like turn off my phone i can't just like leave it in the other room because something will happen but at the same time it's like you can't even just focus on like the thing that you want to do
2: <laughs> yeah it's like a type of fomo in a way it's like i'm going to mm-hmm. miss i'm going to miss something and i feel like um at least for me i i've gotten to a point where it's like programmed with the notifications on my phone where it's like some kind of fucking serotonin hit you know when, when something lights up so it's like it really is kind of like an addiction and i go through like periods while where i'll just like delete stuff off my phone just to like not be so attached to it and try to live more in the moment um and just trying to be present it's kind of actually ties in a little bit to what the album is about just trying to be present in the moment and it's it's hard especially nowadays and especially as like a creative or a musician or somebody who hosts a podcast like a lot of like what you do is really tied to your audience and connecting and having to like be um out in the social media world um and it can be really exhausting at least for me like i don't know I'm finding ways to balance that a little bit better.
1: It's like trying to shit post on Twitter, but then also like be serious and then also be on Instagram and then trying to get on TikTok and make like a bunch of videos to see if any of them hit. And then you're like, why is it nothing hitting? I'm having a terrible Mm -hmm. time.
2: Yeah. And then it, it fucks with your psyche. And then it's like just this like constant feeling the need to like create content. Or else you'll become irrelevant. Um, it sucks because it's like I don't know. It's not really at least the way that my brain was designed. Like I don't know. It's it just it's kind of the the world that we live in right now for creatives um, having to be on all the time. But I feel like there's a way to be successful without like burning yourself out and burning your brain out. And I think something that I've come to realize is like um exhaustion and fatigue it's not just like a physical thing like your brain is a battery and it has a battery life there's only so much brain juice <laughs> <laughs> that you can possibly have in a day or a week or a month and like I've fucking burnt myself out super bad and it sucks and it's like you know I'm trying to figure out ways to like get better about that but it's it's especially hard for um people who are more into like creative endeavors
0: yeah i do think there's like a person type that like the social media side is the thing that they like creating like obviously there are people who like creating tiktoks there are people who like tweeting there are people who like make uh a you know, doing photos and then posting them on Instagram. And like, that just becomes something that you are creating as your creation. But like, for me, I've never really, I've never really been like a photo person. So like the idea that I have to like post photos all the time, and just to like get like, attention on the internet is like, that doesn't really make sense to me and doesn't it's not something that I want to do. It doesn't make me feel good to go through the process of doing it, but I know that it's so that I can do other stuff. And that, that sort of battle between like, I don't like doing it, but I like the results of it is like the worst.
2: Totally. Yeah. And that trend has been kind of going for quite a while, but I feel like it's even more apparent now. And uh, just, just that feeling of like, have to do this but there is like results from it and I, and, and that's how these like social media uh, platforms are set up right is like the more you post the more you interact the more people see your shit so it's like you have to keep doing it um, it's, it's a balance for sure and that's not to say like you know it's enjoyable to like make some funny videos from time to time but like it, I think it could be easy to lose sight of what you're act, what you actually want to do and get more caught up in likes and the shares or whatever.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like think the solo project kind of goes in that way where it's like, am I creating for other people or am I creating for myself? And what am I, po- am I posting for other people or am I posting for myself? And like, if you're happy with what you're creating, then it's not really that you're posting for other people. You're just posting because you're like, yeah, I want to put this out there in the world. Like when you're creating a solo project and you're like, Hey, I need people to hear it. Obviously I need that feedback of people hearing the music I made. And it's never like something that's only going to sit on your hard drive and never go anywhere. It has to be heard by people. So it's like, is that for you? Is it for the people you're, you're playing it for? Is it for your audience or, or, yeah. It's always that like balance of like, who is this creation for? And with social media, it's like, man, it just really feels like it's for other people, but I really just want most of this stuff to be for like myself and my own satisfaction. You know?
2: It's like, I still want people to like, listen to the, the music that I'm making. So I, I understand like, it's a great way to connect and, and create awareness or make fans or whatever. Um, but I think, for me like with this project part of the reason that I wanted to do it myself is like you know it the whole thing was absolutely for myself like there's no uh trying to make something sound a certain way or whatever to to, to grow a certain kind of audience it was literally just like this is these songs are exactly what I'm fucking going through and the vibe and the feeling of it and just not overthinking that and um just being okay with like what it is and putting out into the world and um creating like i don't know I want people to hear it but I, I want it to be genuine and um i think like keeping you know realistic expectation you know it's all it was also something that i wanted to I want to keep working with other artists and producing and co-writing and mixing. So it, to me, it's just all kind of like a part of like a bigger thing that I'm trying to create.
1: And do you have anybody in like mind you would want to collaborate more on more music coming out or if any other projects, because I know you mentioned that you were doing a lot of other things as well, aside from just your solo work.
2: Sure. I mean, yeah, I, I, um, I, I, like pretty much all styles of music. And I like working with people that, that love what they're doing and get excited about it. Um, you know, I've worked with a couple of, like great sh- local Chicago bands. I worked with this band called long gone recently. Our, our Trevor Hancock is a part of they're great. Um, In the yeah. <laughs> Shout out. Um, love to keep working with like more local artists. A lot of artists that I work with are like, all over, like, international. Uh, there's, like, some kids from Germany that I work with. Hmm. Kids from all over. Um, I'm, And then I also... People have, have approached me about writing songs for them. So a friend of mine is getting married and asked me to write a country song for his wedding. And I've never written a fucking country song <laughs> in my life, but I understand, like, what composes a country song or what goes into it or what makes... Uh, people, you know, enjoy that. So that's been that's been cool, and that's been kind of like a cool challenge um, that uh, that I I want to keep doing.
1: I was about to say a country song, a country wedding song. I feel like that is one of the biggest challenges. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I mean, he had like the lyrics and everything, so it was just creating like the the music, and he you know gave me some like references and stuff and. It's uh you know I always try to uh, be of the mindset of uh, keep it simple you know don't o- don't overthink it and just kind of catch a vibe whatever whatever it is or whatever.
0: Like, <laughs> I know that there's like been a lot of artists that are just like yeah, just send me a thing and I'll write a song for you. And like they just you know, um, I think that was something that uh, uh say anything guy.
1: Max X-Menace. Venus there we Max go Phoenix. yeah
0: like he was doing it for a while of just like hey send me you know your ideas and I'll write a song for you and it was like minute long or something like that but it's like the idea that you would just be like hey I'm gonna reach out to somebody to just write a song for me for this thing has always been just such a foreign idea like there's a, there's there's a whole
2: there's a platform called um, uh, downright mm. where
0: That's Mark Rose right yeah. Yeah.
2: Exactly. Shout out Mark Rose. And uh, the guy from Raid. But anyway, it's a platform that you can go on and find different like songwriters, and there's there's actually a ton of songwriters that are in well known bands and whatever, and um, you can hire them to write a song. And a lot of times the, when I've been approached, it's like it's like a gift uh, to somebody, like a wedding um or a uh, birthday or like christmas or something um so it's kind of cool it's like a unconventional like i guess sort of like gift you know i don't think nobody that i've that i've really just written a song flat out for is like uh trying to like make it a career or anything it's more just kind of like this like cool thing that they want to do for somebody Hmm.
1: I feel like that's a it's, gift that you give to somebody that you're like, you have everything and now here's this. Your yeah. own song. Here's a song. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. These it was either this or more socks. And, yeah. <laughs> and
1: it's like, listen, which one's kind of cooler?
0: Yeah. The socks. I love socks. I'm I'm old, Lizzie. Like, a good pair of socks, you know? I'm I mean, good. I will say I like
1: I like going to Stance when I'm in um, Disney World and Downtown Disney and getting the Disney theme socks. So I get it.
2: <laughs> I'll be there next week. See, like, go there. Paper. It's in. It's yeah. called Disney. <laughs> pick Street. up some socks.
1: Go to Stance. They have. I got Coco's <laughs> version socks, and I love them. <laughs> <sighs>
0: uh, I'll pick you up some socks from Disney World. <laughs> uh. What do you think about, like, if an artist did approach you and say, like, my mind goes to, like, little Nas X, who basically just, like, bought a beat off the internet and made Old Town Road, and then it, like, blows up, and then the guy who makes the beat is like, um, but, and then be you know, like, well, you technically used a, a nine-inch nail sample, so it's not really, like, even your song in the first place, so... Like, how do you feel if, like somebody was like, yeah, I just want somebody to write a bunch of music for me. I'll buy it. And then, like, what happens if that blows up and everybody loves it? And it's like, but I made that. That's me.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's the way things are going, um, for sure. Like, a lot of artists that I've been, like, working with and mixing, they're they're essentially just, like, I guess, purchasing you know tracks or like the stems of a song or whatever and then just singing over it and then like that's their song and i get a ton of people who are doing that um if that was like one of my songs that i wrote and it like blew up and it blew up i mean if you're selling it I, I guess it really just depends on the situation if there's royalties involved that's great if you're just selling like a beat or something i mean that's That's what you signed up for. Like, if you're going to sell something and put it out and it blows up, then you kind of have to, like, I don't know, be okay with that. Um, But it's, you know, I don't know. People have been sampling for a long time. Um, It's not anything super new. But now, especially with, like, uh, just more home studios, uh, people at home recording and can get it to sound decent, um, yeah, it's really common. I get a lot of tracks where I, they'll just send me like a free a bot like the, a track that they bought and just sang over just like mix together. Hmm.
0: It does feel like, um, I mean, it's like the commodification of everything, but I know in most cases, like especially in rock music, you're like the person who makes it. And the authenticity behind the creation of it is so important to like what it is and how the audience connects with it. Like you're writing a song, you put everything together and that is communicated through the song to the person who hears it and they can connect with it. They can feel that and they feel very disconnected from something that's like pop music where it's like, well, you just sang over this. You didn't even write the words. You didn't write anything like you're just a performer and not really feeling it. And I do feel like that's kind of stopped over time, but the like authenticity side in like rock music has always been, I don't know. this like this, like one thing that's like holding it from like being just like a, a person who's just a performer playing rock music.
2: I mean, that's kind of where it's going though. Um, like a lot of these tracks I'm getting, they're like rock or pop punk tracks where it's. Um, I mean, I, I feel like we all kind of grew up at a time where it's like the way that you like made and wrote music was like got in a garage or a basement with your friends like that's what you had to do there wasn't like the option of um there was I, I guess there was like drum samples and shit but it's not like it is today where it, it can sound as good uh, if not better than like actually going and like recording drums so now you have the option of some kid with his laptop just sitting at home and make like a really cool sounding rock track you don't need like a whole band anymore where they could either just do everything which is kind of like kind of what i did for this album um or you can you can make instrumentals and sell those and somebody buys it and sings over it and like that's their song it's kind of it is kind of like a weird you know new world but it's becoming more and more common um and of course there's there's still bands like recording live in a studio or whatever but it's becoming the process is becoming more accessible and a bit like democratized I think um, yeah it's, it's interesting I think a lot of people during the pandemic kind of went through a similar thing that I did where it was like stuck at home I want to learn this like skill um, and I I think people people just had like the time and the ability to learn more about production to where you can make a really great sounding album if you know what you're doing in your bedroom you know?
1: and even if it's not a great the greatest sounding album people will still vibe with it and be like this is the greatest sounding album i have ever heard <laughs> <laughs> yeah which is also cool well, to yeah. see <laughs>
2: Yeah, totally, totally, and it, of course, it's like super subjective or whatever. Like, um if you can, if you have the knowledge, you can create something and catch a vibe that's like uh, that just sounds cool. I, I was just reading about a song, "Mr. Brightside," uh, when the Killers did that. The what ended up being the final mix was like a really rough, quick, like mix. And they tried to like remix it three or four times to make it sound better. And every time they were just like, we just don't like it as much, you know? Hmm. Uh, so some, sometimes it doesn't have to be the most amazing sounding thing, but if you can get something that is, that again, just sort of captures a vibe of whatever you're trying to create. Um, and that's become easier and more accessible. I think has sort of exploded post pandemic,
0: um, I have this theory that I'm working on. We're going to workshop it here, and we're going to get into it. We're going to make it a, a legitimate theory. Brian's
1: been on his theory okay. train today.
0: <laughs> My brain is just working. It's just working overtime. It's like train is trying to... I'm putting a lot of coal in the engine, and it's going the same speed. Uh, so I'm working on this theory, and it, it is kind of related to... like. Everybody now can can more or less produce at home, and I've been acknowledging like how that is changing music, both from like the fact that a lot of songs are like a minute to two minutes long, which I am a huge fan of. I Love short songs, like just get in, get out, write a good chorus, and just get out of here. Uh, but also, don't bore like,
2: us. get to the chorus.
0: Get to the chorus. Oh my
1: god, you got don't that need a now. fucking break.
0: <laughs> no fucking bridges we're yeah. done with bridges bridges i'm gone. never crossing a river again blow. i stay on this side of those yeah <laughs> build that bridge up baby don't bore us yeah. get to the chorus every
1: time i've been to a show without brian i'll like text him and be like yo half this half of their set is like two minute songs and he's like i should have been there for those two minutes on. And i'm like i guess yeah, dude.
0: <laughs> dude i'm getting to bed early tonight it's a good that's a good night i heard the entire uh,
1: discography i'm set
0: i'm saying. <laughs> If you can if you can play your entire discography in an hour and a half, I'm having a great time. I'm having a beautiful night. And I'm in bed early. That's 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 all I want in this time of my life. Uh but the fact that like it is democratized will obviously change the way that art is made and the way that art then sounds, right? Like somebody who is very confident and doesn't have the knowledge or talent, but puts their thing out and people gravitate towards it. They love it. They like the the person who made it. They like the authenticity behind it. Now that thing becomes popular and now everyone's going to try to replicate it. And I'm like curious on how, because everybody is now just copying the quote unquote bad thing or the quote unquote not professional thing. How is that changing the way that we are perceiving like new music that's coming out. That's like, like like I think of hyper pop is like all pretty much self-produced and it's like, this is some crazy nonsense that is awesome. 100 gex is so good, but it's weird as shit. And now are people going to say, I want to do what a hundred gex did for my hip hop act or for my uh, pop punk band. (laughs) I'm going to have a hyper pop punk band. It's like, how are we like going to see music change now that everybody can make anything sound good you don't need a band to play the drums like you said and it's like we can just make all this stuff like what does that mean for future music and to me i just think it's going to get fucking weird
2: yeah it, it leaves a lot of room for experimentation for sure um but i also think it's like from an artist perspective figuring out how to um like rise above the noise like if there's just more music and content being released then how do you like um, differentiate yourself from
0: everything else that's coming out? Just high-pitched vocals. Oh, no. <laughs> just geckin', you, geckin' up.
1: You just end up trying to like make your own genres to stand out and it'll be like the silliest thing. I mean, that's how we get butt rock and everything, so
0: okay well we need butt rock we know. do
1: need butt rock but besides that you're not a butt-
0: cherry never hurt nobody oh my god <laughs>
1: but put that on a
0: t-shirt oh my yeah. god yeah
1: and then it's still <laughs> like this crazy cherry, like sure. art and just be like guys selling it it's like metal new metal logo but it's like yep, something yep. like insane yep. like insanity a little
0: bit of butt cherry never hurt nobody
1: <laughs> crazy bitch printed Sellers. on the back
0: <laughs> dude i'm selling that i'm selling that down south Take that to Florida, sell it sell it for some socks. Oh no. Get buffed. <laughs> Get buffed. Oh god. Yeah, I, I mean <laughs> it is like it is like genre is is where I think a lot of people are playing around and just like experimenting with combinations and putting things together that that, you know, before didn't make any sense. Like peanut butter and chocolate. It's like now all of a sudden it's it's everywhere. And I know there is part of me that's like okay we can stop inventing genres we can just write good songs no bridges but there's also unless you're
2: fallout boy because fallout boy writes the best bridges
0: look they write good bridges I'd be fine if
2: if everyone else can stop fucking writing bridges yeah yeah, yeah. leave all all the
1: bridges to fallout boy yeah yeah that's a fair compromise yeah
0: Yeah. pre-hiatus fallout boy can continue writing bridges
1: Yes, yeah, wow. that
2: little asterisk.
1: Slender. Yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: uh, a band that no longer writes that way. You got to go back to it. If you want to write a bridge, you got to write us, uh, you know, take this to your grave too.
1: Part two.
2: Which many, 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 many bands have
1: tried. Did anybody see, I forgot who did it, but it was some music mag online and they ranked Mania as Fall Out Boy's best album. And listen, I love Mania unapologetically, but it is not their best album, and I was very confused by the reasoning. Uh,
2: I have, I don't even... I can't even respond to that. I think it just that. broke everyone's
1: brain. I'm so sorry, Bestie. Yeah,
2: yeah that, 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 that did just melt my brain
1: away. I literally
0: bit. read yeah, it and, it and actually, melted my brain, right? and I was like, hmm... That's like shit posting on Twitter.
1: They said Folia Do was like the second to the last of the best that's albums. I said, that's, that is that's incorrect. Wrong. That is a hundo P incorrect.
2: So wrong. I that's think, objectively wrong. That's yeah. not even opinion. That's just objectively yeah. wrong.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
2: it is like objective fact outside of musical opinion. It's objectively mm-hmm. better. hmm
0: Yeah.
1: No, it is. It's very, this is, it's very upsetting.
0: <laughs> this person yeah. just wanted clicks for their bad take. That's, that's that's how I feel about it. I don't know anything about it. That's what gonna it is. I'm going to have to
1: find it and send uh, it to everybody. And then we'll have to start.
0: And then burn the magazine down. But the, a lot of these,
2: those fucking listicles, it really is just like clicks for bad takes. It's mm-hmm. like, there's no way that person actually believes that in their heart of hearts, that Mania is Fall Out Boy's best album. Like, but everyone's probably like, what the fuck? And then they click the link and mm-hmm. you know, mission accomplished.
1: Clickbait central,
0: phony, phony. phony. Oh man, we're
1: getting Catcher in the Rye here. I love that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: like, there's no way we we did a tier ranking of all of their records, which was very uh, difficult for me because I don't care for anything post hiatus. And... You have
1: you didn't even listen to most of them.
0: That's correct. <laughs> so I am again objectively correct, and I. We we agree that Take This to Your Grave is their top record. Their best record. They started off the gate just so good. I mean, I disagree, but I we can all still right. be friends.
1: We can still be <laughs> well,
2: good. Listen, as uh, long as nobody
1: again, as a mania stand, as no as nobody's ranking mania as the number one follow boy album overall.
2: <laughs> yeah, we can all we can all find some common ground yeah. here and just say, fuck that person.
1: <laughs>
0: said that. i have gotten uh i've gotten zach's opinion and i've gotten jake's opinion so i guess i'll get the third sleep on it member's opinion of what is the best fallout boy record me jake and zach
2: all share pretty similar opinions and all i do was actually one that i never spent any time with until like touring with those guys and that really like upped on my list after that but um it's cork tree is still my, my number one which i think is also a problem i think it's theirs too
0: they i think when we talked about it this was a few years ago but i think when we talked about it they said it was foley and they we got in an argument because i said it was infinity on high and i still stand by that but Wait, you think
2: Infinity on High is their best album? Yes, that's a take. I I thought you just said uh, take this to your
1: grave. I think
0: it's my it's my top album. Yeah, collectively. I think that we would all agree that collectively, yeah, collectively, take this to your grave is like their strongest record. But I do think that like the artistic backing and everything that goes into Infinity on High is just better than like. From top to bottom, I think Infinity on High has better songs. I think it is a stronger record, <laughs> and I think Take This to Your Grave is just a lot of like pop punk hits, which is great and it's strong. Uh, for me, I think Infinity on High has more hits than skips, and and you know we're gonna stay friends after this. You already said it, so you can't take it back now. Don't take it back. I think I think Corktree just has a few more skips than than the other ones. Mm. Interesting.
2: Uh, I would probably put Cork Tree first. Holy uh, second. Uh, t- yeah. Take This to Your Grave third. And, finish. and then there's... And then there's Post Hiatus. The other ones. See, yeah. Rock and Roll slaps.
1: I don't know what anybody's talking about.
2: <laughs> there's some good songs. I don't know. I just... Mm-hmm. They also... Like, those albums just came out later, so I wasn't, like... You know... 16 listening
0: to it uh, <laughs> which you know. that, yeah, that's the thing it's like if you're 16 listening to it that's going to be your favorite and I I didn't get into Fall Out Boy until Infinity on High so I think that's probably also why I stand that way but even like listening back and like trying to be objective still where I land Fall the Gin Joints is my favorite Fall Out Boy of All the Joints is a phenomenally good song. It's so fucking good.
2: Yeah. And it's like they, I've never, I've seen them a few times, never seen them play it. Like, kind of like deep-coding.
1: I like, <laughs> I like telling people, because this happened when I saw them at Wintour. I said, I play Chicago, so two years ago, you cowards? And they did. So if you call them yeah. cowards, they might do it.
0: Yeah. I see. Everyone gets scared. And they're like, ah, it's oh like no. it's
1: like the equivalent, like the modern day equivalent to like calling someone chicken, I feel. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's like uh, cowards, Like
1: you have to play it.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like you and them are sharing two cars and you got to whoever the first one is to like pull away before you hit each other.
1: I thought it was driving off like a cliff and like the extreme situation of like.
0: That's more chicken with like yourself. But, like, you would play chicken of, like, the two cars are going to hit each other, and the first person to, like, peel off to not get hit, that's the person who loses. Unless you hit each other, in this case, everyone loses. But no one's scared. And then you hear Chicago so two years ago.
1: All right, guys, so we're not condoning you to uh, drive cars (laughs) into each other.
0: We do not endorse the driving of cars into each other. Yeah, absolutely
1: do not do that or off a cliff like that that's also a big (laughs) hell nah brother
0: (laughs) oslo and emo social club do not endorse driving your car to hit each other that is not what we we endorse listening to
1: every follow boy Boy. (laughs) (laughs) looking for some new music the club has your back with our bangers only picks of the week this week we have a bunch of homies that we want to feature first we have cleveland avenue with their new single colors Next, the boys in Wolf Road take us on an adventure in downtown Chicago with their single Way Down. I
2: don't in destiny, so go
1: on, and, good and last but not least, our Toronto Besties in Case We Crash collab with the infamous Kellen Quinn with their new song Love, Means an encore.
0: Love Needs an Encore.
1: If you like what you hear, make sure to check out our Spotify playlist, Bangers Only, to keep up to date with the hottest tunes. So you um with your music at least, you've also transitioned a little bit. So you went from pop punk to more indie. So how was that like process for navigating away from it? I know we've seen a lot of artists do that, especially recently. We've seen like Ann Arbor come back and they're more like indie pop. We've seen Emma Rosa come back and they're literally like an 80s band now. It's very weird, but they did it. Um, but we see this transition happening. So what was kind of like in your mindset, when going from one to the other?
2: Um, it was fun, honestly. Um, just like I love writing pop punk, but I also just have this a different side of like other stuff that I listen to and I'm inspired by. So it was fun to, like, explore that a little bit. I, you know, I I think, like, I'll... I still love writing, like, pop punk and rock and stuff, and we'll continue to do that for sure. But it was just fun to explore another type of sound and um, just experiment a little bit. Um, I think, like, bands that change their sound, as long as it's something that they really, like believe in and get excited about um, like I don't know like the Amorosa stuff I, their newer stuff I think is great I love it like if you really believe in what you're doing um, and you're you're not doing it for like any external reasons um, I think it's great if it's like a trend and it's like forced or something um, that kind of like it, it kind of comes through like you can tell that when people are like doing something because they think that they should or sounding a certain way but yeah it was it was it's been fun to try some different stuff different tunings
0: play some different chords besides (laughs) just the same four (laughs) besides drop d yeah yeah so how i learned how to play guitar was like oh it's all in drop d i'm gonna have a great time
2: Hey, man, I still love playing in drop D. It's like, I don't know. I like different styles. And sometimes the mood strikes, you know, try something different.
0: Mm -hmm. I think a lot of it is like performance, too. Like if you're like, if you're playing punk rock chords, you can like sort of run around and jam out a little bit more because you don't have to worry so much about like what your left hand is doing. This is I'm, I'm being very right-hand centric here, so, you know, don't worry about it. Uh, But yeah, if you're like playing a simple chord, it's easier to like run around and do like dumb things on stage. But if you're like, I got to hit all these notes and I got to shred or, or I got to like play like more like jangly guitar stuff, you're like, yeah, you can't really do the same stage antics. Especially when you crank the distortion, you can fuck up and it's like not that noticeable. But dude, when
2: I was recording some of these like acoustic songs it's like finger picking and i'm like halfway through i'm like why the fuck did i write this <laughs> <laughs> acoustic finger picking part where it's like one little mistake is like so obvious mm-hmm. uh especially when it's like really stripped down like that yeah it was it was a lot different than like just layering fat electric guitar you know
0: rhythms on top of each <laughs> it's cool you only have yourself to blame. I really yeah. You're do. literally
1: probably sitting there like, "Who did this? Oh me!
2: <laughs> oh me! I did all of this, and I'm the only one here." And I'm just going over the same acoustic finger picking part like a hundred times. That yeah, good times. Good.
0: So what we're understanding is that the worst part about doing a solo project is that you only have yourself to blame. By follow boy, yeah. By follow boy. <laughs> Uh, that is a meme that I will never get tired. But that's gonna of be because, uh, actually
1: the the podcast title is gonna be something extraordinarily long by Fallout Boy, uh, featuring perfect. Oslo. <laughs> that was
0: that was kind of originally like our our idea for the pod is like we should just do emo like long titles for the for every episode of the podcast and I'm like I don't think that's gonna play.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I would appreciate it, yeah. I get.
0: It. Yeah, it's like that inside baseball, like. hmm. Maybe that's only for like four people and we want at least seven people to hear this podcast. You could throw out like one episode that has that a title like that.
1: Yeah. As a treat.
2: As it a might treat. be. Yeah. It might as, be. This, a little, it might be this little, one. little cupcake. Yeah. Yeah. Like it. I would be honored to be that, that one. Yeah. A little treat for everyone.
0: How many words are appropriate? <laughs> like 12 15. I I think 12 is
2: kind of a lot. It depends on what kind of words, how long they are. But 12 is like a, that's a good sentence right there. Yeah. It's a real strong
0: sentence as a song title. We can use
1: that word we saw earlier (laughs) today. um, Extortionate when talking about Mm -hmm. different apps. And we're like extortionate. It's a real word to use.
0: Yeah. Like all the scam apps and you're like oh this price is extortionate I'm like that's a damn fine adjective right there
2: They <laughs> would just drop that in conversation in public this fucking person is really smart yeah they have a great vocabulary you know what they're talking about
0: sometimes you just throw out the word versimilitude
1: that's not what it means
0: it fucking is I feel
1: like you're lying what does it mean? No, it's a
0: real word. I don't know. Okay. It's not important. I throw it out so that I sound smart. As long as they don't know what True. it. True. See? I oh will my.
1: say, I only learned about the word extrapolate after watching the movie Chicago, and now I just work it in sometimes.
0: <laughs> That's a good word.
1: It is a good word.
0: Extrapolate is a great word.
1: Yeah. Thank you, Richard. Disse- disseminate? Disseminate, yes. Yeah. Disseminating information. Disseminating information. Yeah, there you are. Minds.
0: But then people would know it Like you have that like reference of like the second Word right but if you're just like Out here just going like ah oh, yes of Course the facilitude <laughs> like, You gotta hope that like you're not near somebody Who knows shit Otherwise now all of a sudden you're in a competition with that person Of who is the smartest And you're gonna be found out that it's not that you That it's not
1: you bestie That's
0: why you make sure all
2: of your friends are dumber than you are mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Because you can Just really just trust them with mm-hmm that you don't actually know the
1: meaning i have a couple of friends who are like attorneys and like they work for judges and sometimes they will like, use words and i'm looking at them I'm like what the fuck did you just say to me <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah that's like it's like if you're in your community of of like like-minded people or like uh, uh the passions are the same and you can speak in the same kind of like like if you're talking about music or you're talking about like uh law which I'm like why would you do that outside of a law office a law office if you will and it's like it's like just there are those words that are in context like they make sense but if you're just like out and about saying words I feel like most people just aren't going to challenge you on them but at the same time like why are you doing that like if I'm talking about it's a power move no it's it's if you it's go a,
1: up to certain people if i go up to certain people and i say do you know the gex they're gonna be like what <laughs> In yo, to 100 you
0: down gex? with gex you Like, <laughs> dude how many gex you got <laughs> you got like ten thousand gex you know what i'm saying i feel like this already doesn't makes sense to the audience that is listening to this they're like they're talking about gex what the
1: Uh, so outside of
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> outside of different
1: words, what are some words that you use while l- working on your other projects that you do? Kind of like self-producing. So I did see that you did some composition for Polyg's, and that you are kind of like collaborating with other, um, you know, industry folk in the Chicago area. So how does that kind of like get everything together and that works for you?
2: Um, like how do I like? get the music like ready well, for how does it
1: um how do you kind of just like operate within that um like new atmosphere outside like uh, differently from like being like an artist
2: Okay. yeah um yeah it, it's interesting um like I try to still kind of like stay true to like who I am and what I would write or what I would think sounds cool um but also kind of like trying to understand like what a client is looking for um so i think it's kind of made me uh, i think a better musician and songwriter uh, just kind of understanding like other people and um what they're kind of looking for with that Polly g's song that was kind of like a song idea that i had written for like a different company but didn't work out so I kind of already had this idea and then my friend <clears throat> made the promo video and he hit me up and he's like hey do you have any like any music that I can put with it and it just kind of like worked out perfectly for like the vibe that they were going for, like for that video um, but yeah i I've, i kind of enjoy that process too it's like the opposite of doing like the solo album where it's like communicating with somebody really directly about like their vision and like what they want i i can kind of like put myself in their shoes a little bit more because like i also do like my own stuff and i'm an artist but like being a collaborator and a producer i feel like i have a better like full picture of everything now
0: it's like as a musician i've always felt so insular Insular. look at you with the words it's another word. i'm adding it as a word to the list of words to say but it's like that that collaboration side i'm always like yeah i don't really want to like do this person's ideas you know and it's it's always been hard to like kind of get over that like that that hump of like no i'm just gonna try like doing whatever their idea is in that collaboration like do, do you feel like you've always kind of been like, I want to collaborate with as many people as possible and just take in their ideas and and try new things like that. I think uh,
2: it is, it comes down to like working with people that you uh, communicate well with and that you trust. Like when uh, we were doing co-writing for sleep on it, it was like, that was a weird thing to have somebody else take us, take something in a different direction than we would normally do. And it's like, is this right? Is this going to sound like us? Whatever. But you kind of have to, and that trust takes a little bit of time. And also working with somebody that you're like, you like their work that they've previously done. So I think trust is like the biggest component in that sense. Um, but I like uh, getting involved in somebody else's creative process. And sometimes it's just like not the right fit, which is totally cool. Um, but sometimes it it works out super well, so it kind of it kind of forces you to like get out of your own head, hundred percent as like a songwriter or a musician or artist or whatever, um, and I think in turn has like
0: just helped me grow as musician and songwriter. As like a, a producer now, how do you feel about like? other producers going into writing with the band or with an artist and they come in like do you look back at like producers you've worked with and you're like oh okay like i see how like we may have gone into the studio with this idea and how the producer was feeling about it at that moment and like are you like seeing it from the other side now dude fuck yes so much oh my god um i wish i could go we worked with so many
2: great producers and i wish i could go back and just be more like observant of what they were doing uh, just more aware. Um but yeah, a hundred percent. Uh just thinking like more like what the what the process is after we leave the studio and like what goes into making something sound really great. Yeah, it has totally changed my perspective of um like being on the artist side of things. Um so yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. I have even more respect for the craft than I did before. Cause especially as a producer, so much of what you're doing is like, there's a technical side of it, but it's really like a, you're working with a band or recording a band. It's really like a psychological, even if it's like working with somebody remotely, Just like music is so personal and uh, vulnerable that you don't really trust in who you're working with. Um, you're just not going to get excited about it and it's not going to be like a good performance or it's not going to sound the way that it's supposed to so i kind of forget what the original question
0: was. <laughs> <laughs> no i mean like if you were if you were to go back into the studio with uh either for yourself or for a group or anything if you were to go back into the studio and work with a producer like how do you think you would approach it differently um
2: i think like just Coming in with a more open mind because what happens for me and for a lot of artists is you get demoitis. Like, you had <laughs> this idea, this is how it should sound, and any change is like, you know, it's like blasphemy or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, that comes with, that comes down to that trust is if you're working with somebody you trust and they're like, really think it would sound better this way, you know, being open to change and not holding on with a death grip to, like an, an idea or like a part. Um, yeah. And just continue like asking for their, the producers like opinion, like, what do you think? Should I do it this way or that way? No. Um, yeah, I, I think I would, that's how it would be. different.
0: Nice. Um, we are almost at an hour. I want to make sure that you have time to uh, to Toss out some plugs And we got some people over in chat Who uh, who we can talk to as well uh, So where can people listen to the record And they have to So Literally. they need to know this location Yeah it's the law uh, I don't make the rule, But
2: mm-hmm. somebody does um, You can listen to the album On Spotify iTunes um, Or Apple Music Yes YouTube um, wherever, yeah, it's Streaming now, everywhere Um, yeah Album's called Great
0: Places Yeah, uh, yeah. and where can they find you on, like Instagram? It's all under your name Not Oslo The City
2: <laughs> Yeah, it's under my name I, like, uh, I had a moment of, like, do I make, like, a separate Thing Or a separate social media account, but, um Uh, I decided to just keep it all personal because it's all kind of kind of what we were saying before what i'm trying to create um and uh also as a part of that so yeah it's uh my name tj haransky on instagram and twitter um and tiktok as well
1: so
0: stitch the tiktok yeah. blow the song up on tiktok
1: duet it duet, duet. something duet. of it.
0: Duet it yeah stitch that shit stitch that shit that's what they say now, right? The yes. Kids, the cool, cool kids that are always on my lawn, get off my lawn, stupid. Bussin', oh, cat. <laughs> Yo, cap. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, guys. I'm. I feel like. Not me making
2: Gen Z references.
0: Yeah, couldn't be me, bestie.
2: See. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Lizzie calls me bestie constantly, and I am starting to think that it's passive aggressive. Not- <laughs> ah. It's that's so wholesome right see thank you that's really sweet it's like it's like telling somebody like yeah no i we're friends and like i care about you but like in a way where you're like yeah so don't 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 fuck around like that stop fucking around you fucking but asshole. I, to- I
1: would just tell you if that was the case
0: <laughs> i don't know i don't know because like you keep calling me bestie and i keep if it makes you feel different... better
1: i was on a podcast panel on saturday and all i and it was and i made a joke i was like take a drink every time i said bestie in this hour long <laughs> panel
2: <laughs> i uh i teach at uh school of rock uh, I teach hmm. guitar and bass and keys as well and uh, uh a lot of my students especially the high school students they every other word is slay so anytime i say <laughs> slay I- I make them put a uh, quarter in the sleigh jar. So oh, my God. <laughs> figurative <laughs> quarter jar, but yeah. Yeah.
1: It's like, it's okay if you swear, but I swear to God, if you say sleigh one more time, that's mm-hmm. it. Yeah. You're done.
0: You're fucking out of here. You're
1: fucking out of here. Sleigh is <laughs> the
0: worst four-letter word. Lesson's over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Well, cool. We are going to continue talking with uh, the people who are hanging out over on Twitch And uh, if you're listening to this and you missed the Twitch, that's on you because we got some bad choices. Got some nice people over there, and you're not one of them, so you're not nice. (laughs) And uh, go and check out TJ on all the socials. Go check out Oslo on all of the musicals. And uh, you know, maybe maybe you need a song. Maybe you need uh, some production help for your your. Maybe you maybe have a business. You know, now you got somebody you can hit up and be like, hey. I need help. My business needs music behind it. And maybe TJ's your guy, you know?
2: Like I said on Twitter, maybe you're listening to Harry's house and you're feeling really good and you got to bring yourself back down to earth and just bum yourself out
0: again. Go listen to Great Place. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, cool. Well, TJ, this was so much fun. Thank you for hanging out with us. Thank you for checking out this episode. Of the Email Social Club podcast again, five stars. Only That's five stars. How much we're worth? We are uh, the only podcast to have received one Michelin star. Yeah. Uh, I did already episode. change our Twitter bio to that. By the way.
1: Oh wait, are you fucking?
0: <laughs> yeah, I changed the Twitter bio to that. <laughs> I was like, we need to ch- we need- we need an update. So we are now the only podcast to receive one Michelin star.
1: Everyone's gonna be like, what? And be like. Let's go with it. Got
0: to listen my guys. You listen to the whole thing. You now know we have memes with TJ. We have a lot of other episodes coming up every Monday here on your podcasting uh, destination. Uh it's not about the journey, it's about the destination when it comes to our podcast. catch us uh <laughs> catch us next Monday. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you review. Make sure you high five and make sure you high great for good everybody job. here uh i'm brian
1: and i'm lizzie Bye. you were really struggling there bestie
0: it's funnier when i don't know what the fuck i'm saying and it's i okay. just like figure it out in the middle of the sentence like you just why? let it go yeah you know what's good about a script i didn't have it see i didn't have anything for that so there you go nothing apparently
1: it's good about a script because i can look back and be like hmm what's
0: going on here and i write scripts for like
1: you necessary things but
0: i also studied improv i studied it i mean i saw other people do it and <laughs> said i, I love my 11 herbs and spices on my french fries
1: and a bisque. <laughs>